welcome to another episode of Parminio. The agenda of the CEO, value alignment, and the chief of staff's role in that. That's the objective of this. Articulated a role for the chief of staff, one that gives it meaning and purpose. What we said was, regardless of the specific individual flavor of any one chief of staff role, the primary focus in the vision of the chief of staff is to implement and drive forward the agenda of the CEO or the agenda of whoever it is that may be your partner. And what we said was that the agenda of the CEO is roughly their vision and their values, their objectives and goals, and their measurements and how they measure against those objectives and goals. And we said the V2 MOM, which is a document and a method that was developed by Mark Benioff at Salesforce, is a really good tool to use as a proxy for the agenda of the CEO. What we, the V2 MOM stands for is vision and values, methods, which is very similar to objectives, obstacles, the things that get in your way, and measurements or key results. And within that document, one of the reasons that Mark Benioff put it together was he was very concerned uh, about alignment, especially as an organization grows rapidly. Alignment can be one of the biggest issues that a leader, a CEO grapples with. So he wanted to have a tool to create alignment and that's why he, uh, one of the reasons why he developed V2MOM. We know that alignment is important within an organization. Everybody needs to be working on the same goals, the same objectives, prioritizing them the same, synchronizing them through the operating cycle in a beautiful symphony, if you will, so that people are working in unison together. One of the things that is important to have alignment with um, is values. The values of an organization, having alignment around those things is of course important um, for many, many reasons. And the research around that tells us this. Um, Number one, Um, Value similarity and alignment creates social systems um, that help us to achieve common goals. That's research from Cluckhone in 51. Um, Value alignment reduces role ambiguity and conflict, right? That makes sense. And it leads to greater satisfaction in interpersonal interactions. And that's research that Fisher and Gitalston put together in 83. we know that having alignment on approaching things with similar values. For example, if you're at Amazon and we know what Jeff Bezos values from a decision-making style, um, number one, we only need 70% of the information to make decisions. Number two, if we're not able to make a decision, we escalate. And number three, once a decision is made, we all get behind it and commit to it decision-making style, you're going to have conflict. And so we want to understand what the values are of our partners, of the CEO, so that we can better align to it and reinforce those things. So uh, unfortunately though, 
the research also tells us something else, and this is some stuff that Oster and Freeman um, did in 2013, and their research showed that applications of value fit, um, so lining and fitting values together in an organization, is limited. So not a lot of organizations really put forth a lot of effort into value alignment and cohesion, which is unfortunate because we can see that you know, values and culture are a very strong, often termed invisible force, the invisible hand within an alignment, within an organization that kind of keeps things together and people operating in specific ways, either to the benefit of an organization or to their detriment in many cases as well. So what we're going to do here is we're going to define uh, what values are. We're going to talk about how values are revealed within an organization with some work that Edgar Schein put together. And then we're going to talk about specific steps you can take as a chief of staff to further reinforce the values in your organization and to further help align them so that you're a more successful organization and you're a more valuable partner to your partner. Alright, so a definition of values, and this is from Swartz, and Swartz has done seminal work around values and, and culture. And what he said here is beliefs have motivational constructs. They transcend specific actions and situations they guide selection of actions, policies, people, and events, and they are ordered by importance. So they have their hands in many things that are going on. Um, anybody that's worked in an organization has a very strong founder knows that that founder's ideas, his, that founder's values, his or her values, live on and are very strongly embedded in an organization even after they leave. Um, let's just look at values a little bit more and how we can uncover them and understand them. Uh, some research that the National Bureau of Economic Research did in 2013, a number of people there, what they did was they took a look at the S&P 500 and they looked at their espoused values, so the values that they stated were important to them. So these are espoused values. And what they found, a couple of things, 80% of the S&P 500 listed innovation as a value. 70% listed integrity. Which begs the question, do you really believe that 80% of the S&P 500, those organizations, if you go to work at them, truly value innovation? I, I would highly doubt it. Because let's just look at it a little bit deeper. Let's just say I went to and looked at an organization that had values of tradition, meaning they have respect for existing things and how things are being done, and they have also uh, value conformity, means they limit actions that may upset others. And this could be an old, older organization that's been around for a while, but it has those values. Now, if an organization values tradition and conformity, do you think they're going to be able to really value innovation? Because innovation is going to crash in against two existing things and it's going to create uh, actions that may upset others. Deeply embedded cultural values in an organization play out by modes of conduct and behaviors, how things get done, 
decision-making styles and communication styles. So espoused values is one thing, real values inherent underlying the organization are another. And what Edgar Schein, who uh, works uh, at MIT Sloan School of Management, um, has done a lot of fantastic work on organizational values and culture. Um, what he says is that you want to look at three different layers to understand the real values of an organization. Number one, you want to look at artifacts. And artifacts are things such as the vision and mission statements, organizational charts, physical workspaces. What's the physical workspace look like? Is it cubicles? Is it open spaces? Is it open and accessible? What are the executive offices like? Where are they? Are they distanced from everywhere else? Are they high above? Do they have exclusive views? All these things tell us something. What does the dress code look like? How do people dress? Are they dressing very casual? Is everybody wearing suits? All these things tell us things about the culture and what's value. Secondly, Shine says, look at the espoused values. And these are the stated values. But what Shine says is that when these espoused values are tested and failed, they are discarded. So if an organization espouses innovation, but they run up against tradition, right, and conformity, and innovation crashes on the rocks against those two things, the organization will discard it. Um, Shine says that values are confirmed by shared social experiences of the group. Uh, and so as the group experiences uh, things that are successful, they're more likely to become valued, and things that fail will be discarded. Most importantly, Shine says the underlying assumptions are at the deepest level of the culture. This is how things are embedded and done. This is the DNA of the organization. These are the things that are hardest to change over time. So when you look at an organization, you want to look at the artifacts, the things that you can observe and see, and that tells you something about what's valued. You want to look at the espoused values. What, what are they saying they value? But um, you want to understand it a little deeper. We're going to talk about that. And then what are the underlying assumptions? What's going on here? What is really valued in the organization? Okay, now we know a little bit more about values and culture and how they play out. Let's talk about how we tackle this as a chief of staff and what we could do um, to be a more effective chief of staff in terms of reinforcing values in the organization, value alignment. One of the first things that um, I might do or probably would do uh, if I was tackling a new organization would be to um, have a conversation with my partner, whoever that is, CEO, president, and have them articulate for me the things that they value, right? And then I want to understand the behaviors that support those values. What types of behaviors or, or things that are done in terms of modes of conduct support the values and what's important um, to my partner? I want to understand their decision-making philosophy and style, what's important to them, just like in the example of Jeff Bezos, or I can say Mark Benioff, what's important to Mark in terms of decision-making style. We know what's important, using the V2 mom as a guiding force for making decisions, so we know that's important. But I want to understand, because I want to be a person that's reinforcing the decision-making style and process and approach of my partner. 
And third, understand what are, what are they valuing communication styles? What's important? How do they like it done? So that I can reinforce those things as well. And the more I can understand and have my partner articulate these things for me, the more I can immerse myself in them. Because what I want to do is reinforce what's valued by them as I go about doing my role of helping to implement and drive forward their agenda. Uh, Edgar Schein has a, uh, a deeper level of approach to understanding values in an organization. So secondly, what I would do is use his model and what he says is you want to observe artifacts and processes and ask people why things are done in certain ways. Um, we want to take a look at espoused values and really understand how are these implemented? Okay, you guys value innovation. What are the behaviors? What are we doing to uh, implement this value in the organization? And give me some examples, right? Because it's really easy to talk about espoused values, hard to um, align them and get them in the organization. I also want to look at inconsistencies and ask about those and also observe behaviors at a deeper level. What I want to do here then, as I'm doing this within the organization outside of my partner is, this goes back to keeping your finger on the pulse of the organization, right? Because I'm understanding and seeing inconsistencies. I want to bring those back to my partner and have a conversation about it. Look, we're seeing inconsistencies with, with what's actually going on versus what you want to be going on. How do we address that? So that's keeping your finger on the pulse of the organization through uh, observing values. Next, once I have um, a better understanding of my partner's values and the behaviors associated with them, as I'm going through my role, I'm reinforcing these values by how I behave and how I act. I do that through decision-making, communication styles. For example, again, if I'm at Netflix and I understand the uh, values of Reed Hastings and the first principles, and we're making decisions in the best interests of Netflix, Again, I want to reinforce his decision-making style and what he values within the organization. That helps to create greater alignment within the organization and people working, again, in unison and less conflict. As we're setting goals, we want to align our goals to our values, right? So if we're setting goals that are in some way in conflict to what we value as an organization, we need to talk about that. We need to hash that out and work through it and say, look, this does not seemingly align with the values we have. And if that's the case, really got to think about it. So setting goals that align to values is another way to create value alignment within the organization. And finally, I want to have articulation of these values in easily understandable language along with associated behaviors so that as I am working uh, to reinforce these or acting as a proxy or representative of my partner, I am greater able to articulate them in ways that people can understand. So I can do all those steps to help reinforce and align the values of my partner within the organization. And as we do that, we, we know it, it decreases conflict within the organization. It makes it easier for people to work together to achieve goals. And I am becoming a more effective chief of staff and somebody who is much more beneficial as a partner uh, to the CEO or the president or whoever it may be. So 
Value alignment is important and we have specific methods and approaches which we can use as a chief of staff to do that and help uh, again to push forward and drive through the agenda of the CEO. I want to thank you again for listening to another episode of Parminio.